You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. I'm Courtney. I'm Allison. And we're Courtney and Allison, and this is the Double X Files, a podcast that is about the X Files. Yeah, it is. Sometimes. Sometimes. I think this time will be about 50 50. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, Allison. Yes. It is a beautiful, sunny day outside. Mm. I'm so happy to be inside. I know. <laughs> watching hours of the X-Files with you. Oh, it's so lovely, isn't it's it? It's so beautiful. Why don't you start us off? You okay. get that description, and we'll start things off real right. You got it. Okay, so today, Space Cadets, we watched Season 4, Episode 4, an episode called Unru, I think. It's German. <laughs> yes, it's German. Mulder and Scully investigate a man who uh, kidnaps women and lobotomizes them. Oh, great. Hey, that sounds fun. Uh, super fun, yeah. yeah. That's a good time. Yeah. We go from problematic racism mm-hmm. to kidnapping women again. Again, 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 again. Again, 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 again. So, and then lobotomizing it. Oh, boy. I have to say, as much, as bad as the description sounds, yeah. I did enjoy this episode. Oh, I 100% enjoyed this episode because of who directed it? R- wrote it. Wrote it. Who wrote it? Vince Gilligan. Hey, that guy. Well, we know him nowadays from Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. And what else? Anything else? Uh, those are his two big O's. And X-Files. Yeah, and um, and the X-Files is kind of where he got his start. And Didn't it? So the first episode that we saw from him was Pusher in season three. Do you remember anything about that episode? Okay, let me do a guess. Yeah. Mmm. Is that... It's about drugs? No? <laughs> right? Um, no. It was about a man who could push his thoughts onto other people. Make them what? Things. No, you're joking. No, that's... We watched that... We did a whole hour-long <laughs> podcast about it. Uh, mm, who was in it? Mulder and Skelly? Mmm. Not ringing any bells. <laughs> was... There spooky stuff going on? Uh, I think definitely there was. Okay. Was Skinner in it? Uh, I don't remember. Was he hot, though? If he was in it, he was hot. <laughs> okay, it's starting to ring some bells. <laughs> no, I, I literally, and we joke about this, I don't remember about 50% of the show that we watched. You're going to just have to go back and watch it again. There's going to be a fun oh, quiz. Oh, gee, thanks. That's a great idea. I'll get right <laughs> I'll get right on that, Allison. Uh. Oh, boy. <laughs> so that was what the description was about. Now, every episode of The Double X Files, we predict what the next episode is going to be about. Uh, I predicted, it was my time to predict it was. what Unruh was about. I got it 100% wrong. You did. You said uh, there were going to be some spooky sh- kitchen shenanigans with a, a gravy. Well, okay. A A roux. It's unroo. <laughs> yeah. So it's a ghost roo. It's a ghost gravy. And you know what? I would have loved to have watched that episode. Ratatouille, but every instead of mice is ghosts. It's a gritty ratatouille reboot. <laughs> now I did like again, I'll say I did like this episode, and I think it had one thing that Under the Sea had back in season one, which the Wait, what mm, Under the Sea? Beyond the Sea? Oops. <laughs> 
Under the Sea. Hey, you know what? If you would have told me, hey, Courtney, we watched an episode of the X-Files called Under the Sea, I'd be like, okay, that checks out, but I'm not sure what it's about. We did. It was a Fluke Man episode. Oh, the, oh yeah. hey Um, No, Beyond the Sea. I really liked that episode because the plot was straightforward and it didn't have any of those. Now, you think to yourself, hey, a straightforward plot, that sounds boring. Um, <laughs> no, in the Double X-Files... We hope to God for a straightforward plot, because then we understand things. Yeah, usually the um, my complaint is that the plot has so many twists packed into one 40-minute long episode that uh, everything loses meaning. But this one, I, I felt was very well written. It was very no, straightforward. It was good, and maybe that was Vince. Maybe, maybe that, that was, was the Vince magic, just a little Vince... sprinkle of Gillian. Mmm, spicy. <laughs> Vince makes a spicy roux. Yes, he does. Or... On the roof. Oh, boy. Courtney, you did it again. I Um, usually make the puns. I know, I'm switching things up. Mm, Interesting. Mm, Spicing things up. Okay, let's get this fucker started. Okay. So, we start out at a lovely Kelso Drugs store. I lived in a town named Kelso. Mm -hmm. And it was very much like this (laughs) drugstore. Crowded, kind of weird, old, white, full of white people, mm-hmm. and glasses, reading glasses were always nine ninety nine. Were copies always three cents? Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, so there's a couple in a beautiful vintage Volkswagen Beetle. Yellow. Yellow. Very, very good. Uh, and it seems, it sets it up so we think either this woman is in an abusive relationship or mm-hmm. something's going on with this guy. The boyfriend Billy. Uh, who, who Let's knows? call him Billy. He looks He's like a now. Billy. Uh, Billy's like, stay cool, get going, get your picture taken. We gotta go. Five minutes or less. Five minutes or less. I'm like a pizza. <laughs> right? Pizzas are done in five minutes. Yeah, that's the guarantee. We'll get it to you in five minutes, or you don't pay. You would have to pre. You would have to have a precog uh, on your Domino's pizza staff because they would have to know. 25 minutes before you ordered it that you wanted a pizza. <laughs> yes. That'd be really good. Ooh. Ooh. But he gets it slightly wrong sometimes. Or he pre-spits on your pizza because he knows you're not a good tipper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Um, anyway, there is a jovial old white man, and he's going to take your picture. Mm-hmm. With a really old camera from the 1970s. I like this guy. He's very good. I got flashes of Robin Williams from him. Oh, from yeah. uh, you know, from uh, that film movie. Yeah, the one that he's in. It's Twenty second. Oh, too fast to film. Too too fast to film. Yes, <laughs> that's the film, right? Where he's a serial killer. The Fast and the Filmiest Three. Tony Stark. <laughs> that's the best one. <laughs> it's the filmiest. It's the. That's the one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's what he remembered. 24 hour photo. I thought 20. Oh, 24 hour photo. That makes a lot more sense. Did you say 22? I said like three second photo. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> that's Instagram. Um, I thought, spoiler alert. Well, mm, kind of spoiler okay. alert. I thought the old guy was going to be the martyr. Oh, it's never the old guy. It's, oh, what do you mean it's always the white old man? But not the kind white old man who goes, oh my, like this guy did. No, I didn't trust him. Oh, I trusted him wholeheartedly. Anyone who sells reading glasses for nine ninety nine cannot be trusted. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> that's really cheap. That's really cheap. They're probably just not very good. No, they're probably not very good. He uh, He took apart like... Um, what's it called? Magnifying glasses? He just, like, <laughs> ties them to the thing. So you could use those glasses to kill ants double time. For sure. 
Anyway, so we thought something was up with this couple. She goes in to take her picture. She forgot her wallet. So she's going to go outside. Yeah. But uh, when she gets to Billy, uh-oh, he's been stabbed through the ear. Uh-oh. And he had the cigarette still in his mouth. Yeah. It's very artfully <laughs> nice done. Nice touch. Nice. That's how spontaneous human combustion happens, my friend. Yeah, Billy. Billy, what are you doing with your life while you're dead? I apologize. Sorry, Billy. Yikes. Then we have... Well, she, uh, oh, so yeah. she gets um gently stabbed by something. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit, this... Oh, God, this uh, uh, shot Mm -hmm. was really insanely creepy. It was very creepy. So she has her umbrella up. It's raining, but it's sunny because it's Vancouver. So Mm -hmm. it rains and suns at the same time because a warlock controls our weather. Yes. And that's what happens. Uh, So you're able to see through her umbrella a shadow walk really, 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 really close to her. Mm -hmm. And as a woman... Yes. Someone fucking following you that close... It just, my reptile brain, my feminine reptile brain just went on, oh <laughs> shit, too close, too close. Yeah, it was, uh, it was scary. Uh, for a good reason, because he stabs her with, like, a druggy thing. Yeah, he injects her with, uh, with Twilight Sleep. With What? Twilight Sleep. What is that? It's a drug. It, is it, it? Yeah, it's used in, um, it used to be used in, in dental care. Uh, and really? also That's for, what they called um, it. For giving birth. Yeah, it was called, it was, a, like, a brand name, Twilight Sleep. Sounds like you're naming something like nappy nap drug time. Which is what I asked my doctor for when I went to get my colonoscopy. <laughs> I swear to God, I said, hey doc, give me that good sleepy time juice. And he said, nothing. <laughs> but he did give me the sleepy time juice. Wait, you're out, you were out for your colonoscopy? Yeah, well they give you like what, basically what twilight sleep is where you're conscious but it uh, blocks you from forming memories. Whoa. Yeah. So when you wake up after it, you don't remember or you only vaguely remember anything that happened, but you're awake and conscious during the procedure. Holy fuck, that is messed up stuff. Yep. I wouldn't want that. I prefer it to being able to remember my colonoscopies. (laughs) No, I guess so, but that's really weird. I guess it's like, it's a laughing gas. Yeah, uh, I don't know if that does the same thing. But my favorite thing is that I always have a slight memory of being able to see the um, video screen that is showing what the camera is seeing, which is the inside of my asshole. <laughs> no amount of twilight sleep will erase the image of your pooper. Yeah, I'm like, oh, I can see it all. Okay, looking looking okay in there, kind of. I don't know, is it? Well, thanks, Twilight Sleep. We'll see in a year when I go back. <laughs> thanks, Twilight Sleep, for that memory. <laughs> so, she falls. And gets abducted. And gets abducted. And then the, um, the old man in the drugstore is like, well, I guess she's not coming back. And he opens the photo and... It's scary. It's scary. She's screaming. It's, it's not the one that he took. It's Edward Munch's The Scream, but only a lady. And you could not use that for a passport photo? No, sir. No. He's not a very good fa- passport photo guy. Yeah, he wasn't like, don't smile. He was like, scream like you're being murdered. <laughs> <laughs> the Canadian government would never want that. Never, ever. Um, can I tell you about the last time I took my passport photo? Please. So I took it in the States in my uh, family, where my family is. We, mm-hmm. did, a, we did a group passport photo oh no not that all of them were in my so we went to this place um i don't know i won't mention its name but it has it's like has the word elf in it okay like the elf photography or something like that <laughs> and it's a lovely old man and his lovely wife 
And it for the four of us, it took three hours to. Oh my god! Just go to London Drugs. No, they're just talkers. They're really sweet. Uh. Oh my god! But you know what? He's the best in the business. His photos never get rejected. Really? He was very perfect. Like. He saturates them just perfectly. He has you. He takes all the pictures, but it was during this time when it was told to me that I, without my glasses, I'm very cross-eyed. What? And he took a picture and he looked. And he's like, "Can you, can you straighten your eyes some more?" Oh my god! And I said, uh, "What? I, oh, I am." He's like, "Oh, just blink really hard for me." You're terribly cross-eyed. Well, I, for one, have never noticed. Hold on, let me take off my glasses. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, never mind. Yeah. Oh, look. It's fine, right? Yeah, it's totally fine. Okay, I'll put them back on. Thank you for that visual gag. <laughs> Good work. <laughs> so uh, so then we get our um, opening sequence. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what we're talking about. Uh, Mulder and Skelly are on the case. They are. Thank God. Oh. What? Mulder is a smug asshole for this whole episode. Oh, fuck yeah, yes. Yeah, so Mulder and Skelly are looking into uh, this woman's abduction, and um, every time Skelly says anything about the case, he's just like, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm, really? You think that? Mm-hmm, but yeah. But what if it's psychic photography? Well, I thought that... I thought that they were setting something up where he was being really dismissive of her so that when she gets kidnapped, spoiler, it would have more of an emotional impact for him and he would realize he had been being shitty and I thought that was kind of what the B-plot was going to be. Oh, Allison, Mulder will never recognize that he's being shitty. I'm so naive. That will never, ever, ever happen. (laughs) Uh, Basically, Scully is giving all these signs, like like the X-Files, like every X-Files, Scully is giving a scientific reasoning for the things, the way things are. Yeah. Like, hey, the film is, what's it called? Uh, Overexposed or, like, it got heated. It got heated or it's older. Like, that's why, that's why all these things are happening. And he's just like, oh, you think that's why it looks like she's screaming? Pshaw. Let me tell you, he is projecting, the killer is projecting these images onto the film. Scully. Duh. Being a real ding-dong. Being a super, super D-bag. And I would have actually probably liked it if that had been the plot where it was like, he realizes what a dick he's being when she gets kidnapped and he's just like ignoring. Like, they actually set it up kind of so that that plot would have worked, but it just didn't, never came to pass. Because Smolder can't be wrong. He's supposed to be the audience surrogate. Is he? I think Scully's supposed to be the audience surrogate. Because she holds all the belief. The beliefs that the audience probably would hold, and then Mulder is opening their minds. I don't know. Have you you know the American public? They're not scientifically minded at all. That's true. I guess it depends who you are. Everyone's either a Mulder or a Skelly. This uh, this show seems to. I don't want to be either. That. You know, you don't have to follow the X Files binary. <laughs> there is an X Files spectrum. Yes. Can I tell you who is in right smack dab in the middle? Yes. <gasps> oh, Walter Skinner. Uh, yeah, he is. Yes. I think. All of us need a little Skinner inside of us. Eh? 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 <laughs> totally. Totally. Well, I wouldn't say no. <laughs> I mean... Surprisingly. Surprisingly. <laughs> like I said, Walter Skinner cross- crosses into all sexualities. Yeah. Right? Do you know who our background boy was in this episode? Oh, I do. Can I tell you about him? Oh, yeah. Do- Wait. Was it was it a real boy? No. Okay, good. <laughs> Was it, hey, Allison, 
Was it a fridge magnet? Yes! <laughs> it absolutely was. I'm so glad we're on the same page, because for a second there, I was scared. Oh, no. I, I got it. Uh, so Mulder and Scully go to investigate where the first victim, Mary and Billy, um, were... And apparently they're going through mail fraud. Mary worked at the post office and would take credit cards and Billy would sign them. Yeah. And that was the whole scheme. But so Mulder is looking at for photographs. And of course you put photographs on your fridge. Your fridge. Oh, and there is a photograph. I don't know what's in the photograph because what I'm looking at, what my eyes lock directly onto was what was holding that photograph. This was a magnet, Allison, mm-hmm. of a mm, broccoli. It was a broccoli fridge magnet. But unlike all other broccolis you know, and that you all other broccolis you have eaten, this broccoli had some real HR puff and stuff eyes. <laughs> yes. And if we're talking about psychic ability, this broccoli definitely could look into my soul and tell me my deepest, darkest secrets. Mm, I sense that about him. It was a really good background boy. (laughs) Now, uh, in case you don't know, our rules for favorite background boy is it can be any gender. Um, It does not now, obviously, it does not have to be a human human object. It can be an inanimate object. (laughs) I believe one time we had like a pie holder. Um, And it's just... That very extra special background person, thing, animal, that just captures our imagination. But the one rule is they cannot talk. It also captures our attention. Yes. <laughs> so while they're investigating, all we could do is stare at our broccoli background boy. Mm-hmm. Mwah, love it. Hey, Allison. Yes. Uh, did your parents put stuff up on your, uh, when you were little? Did they put stuff up on the refrigerator? Yeah, of course. What, what, do you remember anything like... Drawings that drawings, we did. And drawings, yeah. Like certificates from karate and dance and what? stuff. What? You were in karate. Oh, I was not. My brothers were. Actually, my brothers took taekwondo. I have a question for you, because yeah. you are the youngest, right? Yes. Do you feel your slot on the fridge was equal to that of your brothers? Yeah, because I was the youngest. I was the favorite. So you put, you had more slots on Oh, yeah. So I guess, no, I don't feel it was equal, because I was the best. <laughs> I distinctly remember my sister's younger. I'm the oldest. Mm-hmm. Uh, report card time. Oh boy. Report now. We were both very good students. Mm-hmm. But Reagan had got my sister basically had a full ride through university and mm-hmm. her master's. So I mean, there's that. Yep. And uh, my parents, my mom put up my report card, and then my sisters came because she was she's five years younger. Mm-hmm. And then put up my sister's report card on top of mine. Oh, no. Now, rude. I'm sure my mother would say, hey, it's just, it was coincidence, but that cut me to the core. You cry? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. I mean. Just curious. I probably would have. Yeah? I cried at everything as a kid. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I, I was a cry. I mean, I'm still a crier. <laughs> yes, as I know. Still an emotional being. <laughs> hey, that's good. That's positive. Don't yeah. lose that. Don't let the world wear you down, Courtney. It already has, Allison. Oh, Lord. I mean, we are doing a podcast about the X-Files. Yeah, how'd we get here? <laughs> the, the world has worn us down. Mm, we're jaded. 
So, this is, like, this whole scene is Mulder being a fucking... Yeah. Just a so horrible this is where, for the first time, he brings up the idea of psychic photography. Um, and he's saying... Called, was, did he say scrotographs? <laughs> did he say scrotographs? <laughs> what did he say? I don't... I don't think that. What was... What did you look up? It was... Oh, uh, Ted Sirius's um, photographs. Oh. So Mulder brings up this guy named Ted Sirios that used to um, make what people called psychic photographs or thotographs. Um, it was, you know, largely debunked, but uh, he claimed to be able to make a photo develop into whatever he wanted. What was his last name? Sirios. Maybe it was seriographs? Because I wrote down scrotographs. It could be seriographs, but I think scrotographs are a very different thing. Um, they're kind of like a dick pic. <laughs> Only it's two bell curves. Yeah. <laughs> that's actually that is or what I'm one. calling dick pics from now on or one yep whatever you never know who knows it's just a sack down <laughs> there any kind of uh, genitalia photograph I'm now calling a scrotograph <laughs> doesn't matter if you have scrotos or not doesn't matter what you got scrotoses that's what it's called right <laughs> yeah that's what that's Aww. called anyway um, he asked Scully to look at these scrotographs yeah and Scully's like oh stop being a jerk molder it's like, a woman has been kidnapped. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so he's basically just saying that wherever this guy goes, he can't help but imprint himself onto photography, uh, which is a creepy. It's a creepy, creepy that thing. That's really good. They find Mary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she, um, comes out of the woods and comes stumbling along the road, uh, and is picked up by the police. Yeah. And then Mulder and Scully. Actually, I appreciated how quick these cuts were that they didn't really, like, uh, I thought the pacing of this episode was very it's good. It's really good. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Vince. Hey, Vince. Um, so she has had a transorbital lobotomy. Yes. Which meant, they put her in the, what's the little scanning thing? The PET scan? PET scan. So she goes in and they see the pictures, the hot brain pics. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's all scrambled in there. Yeah. So uh, tr- for those not in the know, transorbital lobotomy is similar to like the, the first kind of lobotomies that people ever did. Um, which did not work a lot of the time, and it's questionable well, I mean, about what that work was. It, they're the worstest. Yes. Because a lot of the people who were uh, subject to them were not consenting. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are stories of, like, parents bringing their kids. Yeah. And just to get a lobotomy, and then the kids not finding out that they had this until they're much, much, much older. Like, it was a fucked up situation. Yeah, we'll definitely post an article about it because it's a very fascinating part of our mental health history. Uh, and a really, really dark one. Yeah, very dark one. Uh, so um, th- this woman has, that's what she, but she survived. It essentially consists of uh, taking a very sharp object and seeing it through the, the orbital cavity, which is why it's called your eyeball and your uh, into eyeball. the brain. Your eyeball. Right in the duct. Right in the ball of your eye. You. Yeah, so Scully is uh, understandably very upset about this. Now, once they're figuring out what Mary's situation is, a cop comes and says there's been another person kidnapped. Mm-hmm. And we get our first shots of what it's like to be in the life of this victim. She's duct taped to a chair. Her her mouth is duct taped. And there's a German man speaking to her. Mm-hmm. And, and she's very, very frightening. small space. It's very frightening. It's yeah. super duper it super frightening. frightening. Um, anytime you have kidnapping, especially at, with a female victim... Um, or a female presenting victim, it is, oh, it gives me the ookies. Mm -hmm. It gives me the right ookies. And, 
um, a lot of these shots, there's a shot later that just terrified me. Yeah. I don't know about you, but I'm constantly, I'm the type of person who, in a situation, no matter where I am, I have a plan of escape. Yeah? Yeah. I'm too busy making up bathroom plans to come up with escape plans. Well, then you're doing a different type of escape. Yeah. Escape to the bathroom. Because that's what I, every time I get somewhere, I case the joint for a bathroom. Yeah, no. So I know, exactly. So that's kind of like me, only it's if a murderer came in here or a gunman came in here, what could I do? Where could I hide? How could I, like, in the source of a classroom, Mm because I'm a teacher, um, if there was an armed gunman where could I move all my kids? How could I lock the door? How many desks could we move? I have it all planned out in every single room in my school. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm I'm prepared. That's good. I'm prepared. Um, that's why I have that giant rope ladder out of the side of our window right now. Oh, I thought that was for me to come and go, like, because uh, you know how we have this kind of, like, Clarissa, Clarissa explains, explains it all. all situation? Yeah, that's why I play the guitar. Every time you come up through the window, I play that room, that guitar riff. Does that make me Joey? Was that, no, there's not Joey. His name is not Joey. What's his name? I don't know. <laughs> Ladder boy. You're a fucking fake Clarissa explains it all fangirl. Fergus? Was it Fergus? No, Fergus was her brother. Oh, Fergus. <laughs> hey, I have a question. Yes, please. Why was Fergus a right redhead and Clarissa was hot as fuck? Okay, first of all, I need to unpack that statement. <laughs> Are you saying redheads can't be hot as fuck? No, what? Because was... you married one. <laughs> you mean you. No, you didn't marry me. We podcast married. Yeah, we're podcast married. Um, well, no, I'm just saying that Fergus was a nard. Oh, yeah, he was a nard. But nerdlinger. Oh, man, that's a good question. I'm a redhead and no one else in my immediate family is a redhead. (gasps) Whoa. My brother used to make many jokes that I was adopted. And, And my husband, he's the only redhead in his family. Yeah, I think it skips a gen. Or... Now stay with me on this. Mm-hmm. Separated at birth. X-File. <laughs> Are we uh, calling it our Eves? <gasps> yes. No, but why would the shadowy cabal make a group, a, a race of human alien hybrids that burnt so easily in the sun? Yeah, you're right. That's just, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Maybe you're the rejects. I'm sorry. But we're resistant to bees. <laughs> I like the idea that you're an alien. Do you? Yeah. Makes me feel safer. Because my entire life I've been afraid of aliens mm-hmm. coming and getting me while I sleep. And now, now that I know one... Now that you're doing a podcast with an alien. I feel better about that. Is that... That's going to be your, like, middle grade uh, kid's spooky book, My Podcast Co-Host is an Alien? <laughs> Look for that soon, friends. <laughs> right next to Animorphs. Let's go to this tape out one, because I want to talk Oh, yes. It. Please, we need to. Do you know the situation that was happening? Yeah, so they were in a, um, I think, a, like, an accountant's office, which is where the second woman, Alice, was ad- abducted from. Yes. And um, the accountant that worked there was killed. Yes. Uh, but he's not there anymore. There is a tape outline of him that leads us to believe that he- this man was Gumby. <laughs> R.I.P. Gumby. Goodbye, Gumby. <laughs> what happened to Pokey? Pokey oh. took right off. Pokey, fuck. Pokey off. was like, peace. You know, the blockheads must have done it. Yeah. Those blockheads. Damn them. They killed that Gumby. I don't think you could murder Gumby. You don't think you could murder Gumby? No. He was. He had the ability to, like, form and reform. What if he, okay, get this, bathtub mm-hmm. full of acid. Yeah, but then when the acid drained, he could, like, separate himself. I'm thinking, okay, I'm thinking, like, the... Terminator robot, the third generation Terminator robot. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm thinking that Gumby was made out of. Okay, but get this. 
uh, times two, electric boogaloo. What if you cut off all of his different parts and put them in lock boxes and scatter them across the globe? Then you would have many different Gumbies trapped in a lock box forever. Do you think, okay, and obviously they wouldn't have like a hive mind. They would all have to evolve separately. Oh, you they would all evolve separately. When they came right. back together, would they recognize each other? Would they want to become one Gumby again? Or would they want to stay separate Gumbies? No, I think it would be a Borg situation. They could tap into one another. Okay, so once released, they could be a hive mind. Yeah. But also, they would have unique identities. Yes. Yeah, you would have a Gumby with a goatee. You'd have... Gumby with a cowboy hat. They would have Gumby with a corset, because he's into that sort of thing. And then Pokey comes back. And Pokey's like, who's the real Gumby? Correction, it's all of you. And then they all have a family reunion and a hug. But you can't all ride me at once. I'm a horse. And then the blockheads come and shoot them. No, no, not again. (laughs) Oh. Oh. Does anyone under the age of 30 know what we're talking about? (laughs) (laughs) Is Gumby popular? Is Gumby still a thing? I don't think. Is it time for a Gumby reboot? A gritty Gumby reboot. I think we just wrote one. Wait. Hold on. Fan cast Gumby. Oh, boy. Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt. Done. You know, Gummy was a little sexy. Yeah. <laughs> a little chubby, a little sexy. A little sexy, a little adventurous. Okay, I got it. Um, Now, you gotta have the comedic acts, but I'm gonna do Kevin James as Pokey. Mm, oh, that is a dream team. <laughs> and the Blockheads? Oh, boy. You gotta get someone sassy. Oh, got it. Vin Diesel and... The, the Rock. Rock? Yes! The Blockheads! That's <laughs> just two real buff men. <laughs> oh, I love it. Yes. Good. I'm so in. That was a journey we took. Yeah. Anyway, Gumby died. Yeah, Gumby died and they did a tape outline. It was uh, quite hilarious. I'm not sure what else happened. In the episode? Yeah. I think Scully made a connection that was important. Yeah, but... Sc- Scully did. So she noticed that the um, the building next to this accountant's office was being refinished by the same uh, construction firm that was doing a building next to uh, the Kelso Pharmacy. Yes. So she thinks that these it's something to do with the construction crew uh, might be a lead. And Mulder says, okay, tell me what you find. Peace. <laughs> yeah. He's like, hey, Scully, can you, like, go solve this crime? I'm gonna go fool around with these photographs some more. Much like uh, Fleetwood Mac, he felt he had to go his own way. <laughs> Very good. I like that one. Been hey. listening to a lot of Fleetwood Mac lately. Have you? Yeah. You've been in that zone lately? Yeah. I got Can I tell you my favorite song? Yeah, for sure. Uh, it's Secondhand News off the album Rumors. Ah. Uh, and my give favorite... Me, give me a little bit of that. When things get hard, when times get rough, lay me down in the tall grass and let me do my stuff. Ooh, shit. That's the theme song to our Gumby reboot. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> Just lay him down in that tall grass and let him do his stuff. <laughs> what that? What that Gumby dick do? Don't be ashamed. <laughs> Everyone's been sexually curious about Gumby at some point in their lives. No. 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 A bridge too far. I mean, but his appendages are like rhombuses. Yes, so they are. So he had a dick. He would just kind of... squared off at the end. Oh, uh. <laughs> Be like a Jenga block. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I can't believe I actually said something that upset you. I, I upset myself. <laughs> you know what else upset me? What? Was this fucking scene with um, Egon. 
and Mulder. <laughs> Egon Spangler? Egon Spangler and Mulder. Um, Tell me. Mulder goes to the MS Paint guy? Oh my god, yes. So they take this photograph of uh, Mary and they open it in what looked distinctly like MS Paint. <laughs> or Kid Picks. We don't know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, be. I love Kid Picks. I picks. love it. The Egon took out all the stamps and oh, did all the stamps. Oh, my yeah. life. I know, I know, I know. I love it. So what we see when we uh, zoom in on all these spooky shapes <laughs> is... Uh, there are many things. The moon from Majora's Mask. God, it just creeped right up there, didn't it? <laughs> it did. It just said, oh, ah, it was there again. And um, it, it looked like this photo was taken in inside of a Hot Topic. Yes. Because it got a lot of Jack Skellington. It did it. have Jack Skellington in it. All over the place. Uh, and then just an echo of a weird old man we don't know. Just a, just a weird old man. But also a very tall shadow. Yeah, so Mulder calls up Scully, and he's like, Scully, I got a suspect for you. It's an eight-foot-tall man with six-foot-tall feet. Yep. Legs, not Le- feet. No, legs, yeah. That'd be really weird if it was feet. Mulder says he's got a killer pair of getaway sticks, <laughs> so watch out. You won't be able to catch him. <laughs> Ba-dunk-dunk. That's my new ba dunk is it? Yeah, but I'm dunk. I like. I just made it up, but I like it a lot. I like it. Let's sample it. Put it on a keyboard. Yeah, and just like sample it next to our uh, toilet flush. Noise. Yeah, but I'm dunk flush noise. <laughs> Love it. Um, Mother calls Scully with this revelation that this picture was taken within either a Hot Topic or Zelda Majora Mask or whatever. Was that what it was called? Yes, it was called Zelda: The Legend of Majora's Mask or whatever. Oh boy. I game. Ugh. I do games. Do you do games? I do. Animal Crossing? A hundred percent Animal I'm not judging you. Animal Crossing is great. Can I tell you the worst thing that happened in my Animal Crossing Please. Town? I let your roommate play with it. What, really? Did he ruin it? It's hard. It's hard to talk about. Oh, no. My beautiful Animal Crossing town is named Poots. Mm-hmm. And... I gave my town over to your roommate, and he's like, can I play with it? I said, yeah, that's fine. You can play with my poots. Ooh, weird. Sorry. <laughs> Get him in a jar. You can, <laughs> you can play with my Animal Crossing town. I said, I said, oh, you can pick all the fruit. You can pick all the fruit and sell. That would help me out a lot. Because I got some durians. I have some cherries. I have some apples and lemons. Everything. You can pick the fruit. And then I opened it. I opened my town, and all of... My hybrid flowers were gone. What? All my blue and purple and pink flowers. Did he pick the flowers? He picked my hybrid flowers and sold them like an animal. I think you're going to need to take this to the people's court. (laughs) You mean the animal people's court. But I'm dunk. (laughs) Anyway. We are rebuilding in Poots. Okay, well, that's, I'm glad to hear it. I uh, do have two black lilies. I guess I have to let you talk about Animal Crossing for all the times I've gone on about Fallout. Yeah. Hey, let's talk, we're going to talk about Fallout later, though. <laughs> for sure. Anyway, sorry I burdened you with my Animal Crossing story. <laughs> oh, it's okay. I'll get over it. My unicorn friend loves my flowers. Can I give you a... Not to cut you off. No, go ahead. Can I give you a good good Courtney quote from this episode? Please. Uh, when Mulder was in the uh, office, like at the MS Paint, there was a, a young blonde officer, and you said, Hello, fresh meat. 
Yeah, he's everywhere, isn't he? This one guy, I called him Johnny Lee Miller from the uh, Hackers. Yeah, he was a ha- he had a Hackers personality. Crash override. Um, who was the g- main guy in Fast and Furious? Oh, uh, Paul Walker. Yeah, he looked like Paul Walker. He too. did too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, he was fresh meat. He was ready for action. So were you? Oh, but you know who else was ready for action? Who? This fucking chase scene. Oh my gosh. So as Mulder is saying to Scully on the phone, you're looking for a very tall man. Oh. Uh, she is in one of the buildings under construction confronting a very tall man. He's on stilts. He is. He's on the kind of stilts that you use to do ceiling work, we're told. Yeah, because I'm like, well, why the fuck? If you're doing something, just use a goddamn ladder. But apparently you use it for sealing and drywall. Yeah. But I'm a girl, so I don't know that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just a girl. Anyway, you look stupid doing that. I thought it looked so cool. Like, this whole scene had a great vibe. Because uh, Scully is in this kind of abandoned building sort of thing. The whole set looked really cool. It looked really good. And it was very out of focus. You see a very... Well, Scully's on the phone with Mulder talking about very tall men. Mm-hmm. Here comes this guy on stilt. And you're like, oh, oh shit. Fuck. It was very good. Yeah. Anyway, um, she starts to ask him some questions. And I notice and you notice that he has the thing that we had... When this we had yeah, yeah, so the actor... Um, the actor that plays this character, his name is Pruitt Taylor Vince, um, and the actor himself has nystagmus, which is uh, a symptom where your eyes move rapidly from side to side uh, that you can't control. Yeah. And Courtney and I actually both suffer from vertigo, and nystagmus can be a, a side effect from a vertigo, oh, so we and both experience it. It's very unpleasant. Yeah, it's like you're on a fucking spinny roller coaster all the time. It feels like your whole world is just shaking repeatedly. Oh god, it's awful. Um, so yeah, th- this this actor has it a hundred percent of the time. Here's the problem, though: they're using this visual disability as a, a plot point. A plot point that um, oh, he's kind of quote unquote shifty eyed and not quote unquote normal. Yeah, and um, like. If you read the description of the episode on Wikipedia, it even says that, you know, the one of the reasons they wanted to cast this actor is because that his eyes um, are, quote-unquote, restless, and Unru, the name of the episode, means restless or anxiety, so they thought that played into that. Also, I mean, the largest part of the reason they wanted to cast him was because he's a fantastic actor. As yeah, I know, he's episode. a very good actor, but... Mm, it was frustrating. There was some ulterior motives yeah. casting this man. Um, but uh, all of his work was really great. Yeah, um, he was very good. His chase scene with uh, with Scully was excellent, so she uh, pulls a gun on him, and he runs away, and he leaps over this gap in oh, the stairwell, wearing the so stilts. good. Uh, and then disappears for a second, removes them, and comes back, and she uh, gets him up against a wall. And, well, she says, I'm gonna shoot! And he keeps running, and then she fucking shoots him! Hell yeah. Well, in the wall. Yeah. She shoots She, she shoots, shoots him. the wall. She shoots him right in the wall. <laughs> <laughs> um, and she reaches into his pocket as she's patting him down and pulls out... A sticky thing. Uh, yeah, a sticky thing that looks like... It's well, a stick. We've seen it, and we know Wait, that... Wait, you didn't appreciate my joke. <laughs> Ba-da-pop! <laughs> was that it? Ba-donk-donk! That was it. <laughs> Wow, you're so proud of yourself. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> this is the face one would have if they just ripped a really good fart. <laughs> yep. Just like proud of yourself, but a shame. That was a very good fart that I did. Yeah, a mouth fart. A mouth fart. 
Anyways, this man murders people. <laughs> I should Courtney, laugh. Courtney, this man murders people. I'm sorry. Uh, so yeah, she pulls out this long awl slash ice pick kind of thing, uh, which we can presume he's using to lobotomize people, and uh, they arrest him and they bring him into a. Uh, interrogation room and start talking to him and they kind of strong arm him uh, by bringing up his medical history. Yeah. So this is the the part of any uh, serial uh, attacker episode we hate. Yep. Which is the part where they point out their uh, mental illness. So he was diagnosed with schizophrenia. He was in a mental institution for a while. Yeah, so he, he had beaten his father very badly with an axe handle. Um, and that is why he was institutionalized instead of jailed. Now, we understand that there are many serial killers and murderers who have mental disorders, but when you are making every, but not all people with mental disorders are serial killers. But when the only people that you see on television with mental disorders are the ones killing people, it creates a very different picture than reality. It's all, and especially when he has a, a, like a visual... I guess I would call it a visual disability as yeah. well, right? Like, you actively, you can see. Um, it's just, I was hoping with all of my hope that this was a red herring and he wasn't the killer. Because I thought, well, this is too easy. Yeah. But uh, it didn't, I mean, they took the easy way out. Yeah. And as someone who suffers from mental illness, like, it's so frustrating to see that. It's so frustrating to see people that, like, people like me... Um, who are only ever depicted as, you know, like, sad losers or serial killers or, um, yeah, it's just really hard. It sucks. I mean, it's not like this person is a serial killer who has a mental illness. It's always presented as this person has a mental illness and that is the main reason they are a serial killer. And this episode's no different. Mm-hmm. I wish it was something different. Me too. But it isn't. Um, and then the the further background on this guy is that his father was in the Korean War. He came back. He was abusive towards the man's sister. Mm-hmm. The sister took her own life. And as a result, um, this has sort of furthered uh, his mental pathology with regards to, like, women and yeah. being troubled. And Scully's on a fucking rampage. Yes. She really presses into him. Tell me where... Tell tell me me where where Alice Alice is. Um, And you... She... The shot of her... And this was a choice. You said, and I quote, Her eyes are beautiful crystals. They were. She looked gorgeous. And I think it was the moment where Jerry Schnauz looks into Scully's eyes and decides that this is his next victim. Yeah. Probably. And he says, you look troubled. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I was hoping that it would be kind of a red herring, that sort of thing. Um, I wish it ended differently. Yeah. Um, can I tell you how it should have ended? You can tell me how it should have ended. Chris Carter and friends, I know you tried real hard, but you shed the bed again on this one. Nothing to fear, Courtney and Allison are here to clean up the mess that you've done. It's how it should have ended if you weren't so fucking bad at writing. I don't think that Jerry should have been the killer. I agree. I think it should have been his father. And you know, for a while, that's where I thought they were going. I, yeah, I, maybe his father either didn't die Mm -hmm. or he was dead. 
and he was killing from beyond the grave. Yeah, or even like like uh, controlling Jerry or some supernatural element. Yeah. Um. Because really, the only supernatural element in this episode was the, the, the photographs, which was dumb. And that was pretty a pretty light hand. Like, um, I don't know, Mulder was pretty heavy handed. He was pretty heavy handed with it. But ultimately, like, um, at the outcome of the episode, Jerry wasn't killing these women with a supernatural power. It was more of a side effect of like that was what convinced him. But the the photograph issue was almost like part of his uh, psychological pathology. I would have liked that if Jerry, who was mentioned to be schizophrenic and had a, um, a visible disability, would have been innocent. And it was honestly a something that he did not have control, control over. Control over, yeah. And it was a, his father who was still alive. And his father, who, you know, was an evil man, obviously abused his sister, that he was still alive. And Jerry was trying to Stop stop yeah. him or come but, you know. But like wasn't able to ultimately That would have been a much better that ending. That would have been a wonderful ending. You but just threw your notebook right on the floor. I know, because I'm upset. Okay. <laughs> Let me go get it. Okay. Um I will say Yeah. I have to give props to the next scene because it was pretty incredible. Tell me about it. Uh so Jerry is taken in um to jail. He's being fingerprinted. Mm-hmm. Uh Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's being fingerprinted by a, a cop, and um, the cop takes his photo, and then um, as the cop is taking his photo, he handcuffs Jerry to the table, but Jerry is able to reach over and grab the cop's gun, just as the gun, the cop looks at the photograph that's printing out and sees that it is a photo of him shot in the head with blood splattered against the wall. Oh, it was so good. Right as he looks at it, Jerry shoots him in the head. We got Vince Gilligan so hard. It was like that... One scene to me was so was really amazing. Good. Yeah. Um, so now Jerry's on the loose. Whenever I say Jerry's on the loose, it sounds like Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> Jerry, where you going? Jerry, you can't keep killing all these women. What's a, what's with the serial killing? Jerry, I don't care what happened in your past. <laughs> it, it was the airline peanuts. You're doing a crime, Jerry. <laughs> Why do we love that one character so much? <laughs> they find... Oh, oh they Alice. find Alice. Yes. Um, Alice is, unfortunately, she died because of the lobotomy. Mm-hmm. She's on the top of a hill. Yeah. And Scully's very fucking upset. Yes. Which is understandable. Women are dying and Mulder is fucking toying around with psychic imagery. Yeah. So she is done with Mulder. And this is kind of where we get to what the emotional B-plot of it actually is, which is that Mulder's trying to say, you know, she says these two women are dead, the case is over, like, what can we do? We have the guy in custody. Yeah, because she doesn't know that Jerry's out. Yeah, and Mulder says, well, don't you want to know why he did it and how he did it? And Scully's like, no, No. I don't. I don't care. Like, it doesn't matter to me what he's thinking. Um, Because for a serial killer, you know what? You shouldn't give him that gratification of getting into him and knowing what he... Yeah, I mean, the episode goes a a different direction, but... Oh, for sure. uh, We'll get there. (laughs) Uh, I also want to mention the cop. Johnny Lynn Miller. Yeah. By the way, this whole, like, this whole end of this episode... Mulder just has a posse of cops. Oh, he just has, like, five cop cars full of cops just following him everywhere. Young, young cop Just boys. young boys. <laughs> Mulder's cop squad. <laughs> just following him. So when they find the body of Alice, all the cop boys are there, 
Except for one. Just hangs back. He's like, I'm good now. I'm good out here. I've, uh, it's, been, it's been a big day. I, I don't need to see this dead body. Poor little guy. Aw, aw. So, Scully's getting, she put her seatbelt on. She's in the car. She's like, I'm gonna fucking get out of here. Muller's being a jag off. Yeah. Like, leaning in the car window. And I just wanted Scully to drive away with Mulder's torso still. <laughs> I think that would have been very good. What happens is, uh, after Jerry Schnauz broke out of jail, he actually went and robbed the Kelso Pharmacy for all the Twilight liquid. For all the Twilight sleep they got. Oh, not Twilight liquid. No. And also morphine Twi- and syringes. <laughs> hey, a Twilight liquid is what I call having to pee really bad at midnight. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta drain the old Twilight liquid. Oh, that's gross. <laughs> you know you do it. Oh, all the time. Oh my god, so many times. Um, so he also steals the camera from the pharmacy. Yeah. Uh, and there is a big machine in the pharmacy, a photo booth, and it says, Big Prince, five dollars. So Mulder's Mal- kind of like caressing it softly. Mulder knows he has to get some more, um, what did I call it? Well, there has to get more scrotum pics. Oh, scrotographs. Yeah. 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 Because he needs the big ones. He needs the $5 <laughs> ones. While Mulder is fucking around again, Scully's going to fucking solve this thing. Yeah, so she kind of goes out. Um, she heads back to her car. Oh, and there is such good shots, by the way. Yeah, so this is the one really cool thing about this episode is that they're doing a lot of, um, like... They're doing a lot of camera stuff that they haven't done in past epi- episodes, or at least if they have, it hasn't been, like, noticeable or remarkable. But there's one very long shot as she's walking to her car, which is really, uh, great. It's where the first woman got got kidnapped. Yeah, same place the first woman got kidnapped. So, so she's that's walking eerie. To her car and we're following her. And, um, she goes to get her keys and... You know, the camera pans down and we realize that the oh. killer is under her SUV. No. And he stabs her in the foot with the syringe. Girl. And then we cut to a bird's eye view shot of this parking lot as he's rolling out and she's falling down and he puts her in the car and drives away. Oh. And both of those were just really effective and spooky. Really, really effective. My greatest fear is someone hiding underneath your car. Yeah. It happens. And usually we don't. I mean, there are episodes we usually call out for having good cinematography, but this is definitely... That one was very good. Definitely one of the better ones we've seen. I'm a, I'm a slut for long shots, though. <laughs> I really am. If a, if a shot is more than a minute, I just like, ooh, so you. Do you just love the West Wing? <laughs> That's my fetish. <laughs> How did you know? Well, I just put two and two together. Long dolly shots. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, oh boy. give me more. <laughs> Don't stop. <laughs> no, don't stop. <laughs> Keep dollying. Okay, I want to read a quote that you said. Oh, no, please. If this was the first episode where Skelly got kidnapped, I wouldn't be so upset. Yeah, okay, so this is the thing, right? This is about the fourth time in four oh, yeah. seasons, at least, that Skelly's been kidnapped, so it has no weight. No, it doesn't. It, yeah, the stakes are very low because it happens so often, but it... It is still very upsetting. Yeah, I mean, this is... The other times that Skelly's been kidnapped, 
it hasn't been in a way really that has an emotional relationship to what she's doing in the episode. In this episode, it does. So if this is the first episode we ever saw Skelly get kidnapped, it would have probably hit it out of the park. Yeah, especially with the setup and the shots and everything. The way everything's visually done, the writing is great. Like, But we know that Scully's going to get out of it. And we also know that this is a shitty thing to do for your only female, you know, co-star. Yeah. Constantly kidnapping her against, and like, there was a medical experiment thing at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Like, non-consensual. It's gross. Stop. Yeah. Just leave Scully alone. Leave Scully alone. Leave her alone. Do something. Do something else. Surprise us. Kidnap Skinner, mm-hmm. and then Scully's gotta find him. Oh, I would love that. Yes, I'd be all about it. And Mulder's just like somewhere else. And Mulder's investigating ghosts. Yeah, because that's what he does. This is where it gets wild and crazy. Mulder gets the big shot, the big five dollar photos. Yeah, the big prints, and he sees that it's Scully. Mm-hmm. Finally, he's like, oh yeah, I guess Scully's in trouble. I better go help her and not fuck around. Yeah. But by then, Scully's already kidnapped. So instead of doing actual police work and, like, the, the his police squad is, mm-hmm. his police posse, he is obsessed with this photograph. And I like to call it Batman 66ing or Adam Westing. Oh, yeah? Where Mulder takes such a big leap of connecting clues together. Yeah. And it's so big a leap. It's like, you're going to jump into a canyon. He sees on the photo six, almost like smudges of light. Yeah. Well, they're supposed to be these claws. I guess. I guess. Whatever. (laughs) You mean Jack skeleton hands. Yeah. And he's like, okay. He sees a photo of Jerry's dad's grave. Right? Yeah, because there's a sort of a memorial photo of um, Jerry and his platoon mates the, from the Korean War. They're all buried together in the cemetery. So there's five people buried there and Jerry's father. That makes six. And so Mulder's like, of course, it's that. Six claws, six graves. Um, I will say there is a very spooky thing. Um, the place that he just makes this connection is yeah. the uh, dentist's office. Oh, I forgot about the dentist office. That Jerry's father used to own, and it is a very spooky sort of fallout kind of... Oh, yeah. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there we go. A very spooky fallout-esque set, and um, it's just like a very long abandoned dentist office. Uh, there's actually a big poster in it for Twilight Sleep. With Twilight Sparkle on it. Yes. Weird. So strange. Weird. <laughs> that the My Little Ponies were promoting that sort of thing. <laughs> You can buy them out for anything, hey? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay, so they go to this grave, and Muller, he looks at the trees, and I thought, and you thought, it was an excavator. An excavator, yeah. We thought, is that what it was? Yeah, I think so. We thought he was going to dig up the graves. We thought he was going to dig up the graves! So, as far as we know, he sent his police posse, there's this shot of him coming out to the graves, standing at the graves, his five-car police posse come screaming Pouring after out, him, yeah. stand at the graves, and are like, well, now what? Now we start digging. <laughs> now the police posse, while Mulder's fucking around, the police posse, you can't tell me otherwise, are digging up all those graves. <laughs> you can't tell me otherwise. Uh, meanwhile, in the uh, horrible place where Scully's being kept. The caravan of creeps. Yeah. Um, Jerry is in there, and he comes forward, and he tries to, you know, we get... We get a blast of what his his uh, sort of story is supposed to be, which is that he's seeing in all these women that he's kidnapping his 
his sister. Um, and uh, and these, what's the ghoulish things? The howlers? Yeah. So he's saying that the, these women have these howlers inside them that make them say and do things that are, like, bad and impure. And he just, if he could just remove the howlers and fix them, then everything will be all right. And it's actually, like, it's like Scully has a, a line where she says, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't the uh, howlers that made your sister do and say things or, like, say that your father did things. She, like, those things actually happened. Yeah. It's really creepy. Yeah. And again, like, I don't know, having your serial killer be yet another person with mental illness is kind of shitty. Yeah, it is shitty. But, The X-Files, did you know, um, Allison, mm. uh, I have it in my X-Files fact book here. The X-Files uh, developed the first um, ever selfie. Oh, really? Yeah, that's what... What he did. Oh, he when he takes the camera and he takes a picture of Scully and then he turns it around and he takes a picture of himself. And then he grams it. Yeah, he's like, hey, and he does his little, like, two fingers. And salute. then he tags it, gonna murder. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Mondays, am I right? <laughs> Hashtag Friday feeling. <laughs> Hashtag throwback Thursdays. <laughs> Man Crush Monday. Of <laughs> myself. Aw. That's so good at murdering. <laughs> Uh, and then he develops the photo of himself and it, uh, he shows it to Scully, but we don't quite get to see it yet. And he says, what does this mean? And she says, um, well, it means you need help, Jerry. It means you need help, Jerry. <laughs> you need help, Jerry. Oh God, no, not again. Uh, and he says, I think it means I'm running out of time. And he tapes her mouth and picks up his long pointy instrument. And, sticks and gives her a nice bridge piercing. Yep. And she looks dope. <laughs> <laughs> and um, as this is happening, Mulder is outside this RV that he has found in the graveyard, and he looks through the window. And oh, this is see, good. It is good. The keys are in the ignition, and there's a little tooth hanging from them. <laughs> uh, and he's like, "Oh well, yeah, tooth dentist, blah 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 yada yada yada." Uh, and he tries to kick the door in, and there's wood paneling behind it, and he bashes it open with a metal oh. rod. It's really cool. You know what? What I had a I had a half chub for Mulder. He was pretty heroic. Did I, I tell you about my breaking in things fetish? Yes, you did. Yeah, this is another it's one. come up in a previous episode. <laughs> it broke down the door molder. Oh, wow. That wow. Is, I thought you were joking last no. time you mentioned it. You see, really have a fetish. See, I thought I was joking too. And then I saw this. And then you were like, I'm very hard and he very angry. <laughs> grabbed a fucking steel rod. Just basically like it was like a dick substitute. Yeah. He rammed it through that door. And he used his shoulder. Oh, oh boy! Ooh, rescue my princess. Not me. Um, and then he so he breaks in there. He rescues Scully, which is oh boy, oh boy. Um, and then we see he shoots Jerry. Not in the dick. Not in the dick. Surprisingly, because that's usually where the X Files aim. Yeah, usually the cuts and the trajectories make it look as if everyone's getting shot in the dick. But this time, no. This time, no. Uh, and then we get to see the photo that the selfie that Jerry took, and it's him laying on the ground. Hashtag. Gotta go to bed. Hashtag so sleepy. <laughs> Hashtag see ya. Wouldn't want to be ya. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag snoozing around. <laughs> and um, Scully wanders out um, into the sunlight in a really cool shot. Yeah, that's and a then we shot. end on a Scully monologue as she's typing up her case report, and she, yeah. So this is the culmination of the sort of emotional B plot where she says, you know, I thought I didn't want to know anything about this guy or how his mind worked, but sometimes, sometimes to understand the monster, you have to be, you have to understand how the monster thinks, but it makes you vulnerable to the monster. Mulder was right, and I was wrong, and I got kidnapped again. Why don't you stop this, Chris Carter? Please, Chris, please stop. Please, please stop. let me go. 
let her go. Let Scully free. Free her! <sighs> so that was the episode. That was the episode. You want to rate it? Yeah, let's rate it. I rate it on a spooky scale. Five is I will never, ever, ever sleep again. One is I need to take a nap right now. I'll give it a solid three. Okay. 3.25. Interesting. And this is because of the imagery of a female victim being tied up mm. and pointy objects. Yeah, totally. Very spooky. I don't like that. Oh, and the shot of the umbrella shot. Yeah, that was very creepy. Oh, I gotta... You know what? Ooh. The umbrella shot and the purse under, under the car, because that preys on my basis fears, mm-hmm. I'm going to give it a 3.99. You know what's interesting? Mm. Is that I read uh, that Vince Gilligan wanted to base this episode on people's, like, basis fears, but what they listed were, like, dentistry and, uh, like, a couple other things, but that's not what got us in this episode. Oh, but Allison, we are women. <laughs> and yeah. Vince Gilligan, I'm going to say, is not? No. So, what makes him scared is dentistry. What makes us scared is men. (laughs) Yep, that's pretty accurate. Cool. Like, guys, hey, guys, all the time. Stop, please stop killing us. Like, just, just all the time I am scared. Not just in real life, but, like, in movies and TV. Like, just, please, please stop killing, like, mostly just us. Please. Hey, 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 just stop, please. Please, no more. Please no more. Anyway, uh, that's interesting. So Vince Gilligan said, like, the dentistry and pointy things and, like... Yeah, those more, like, tradition And, like, serial killers. Like, that traditional sort of horror aspect. No, for me, it was just men. It was men following me and men hiding underneath my car. Yeah. yeah. Wow, Vince. A little bit tone deaf. A little bit. Anyway, go on. I rate on a rage scale. It goes from one, which means I loved this episode. It should have 20 Emmys and put it in the Hall of Fame. It goes from one to Excelsis Day, which is the worst episode we've ever watched, and it was horrible, and it made me want to stop watching. Yeah. Uh, and I'm actually going to give this episode a three. <gasps> wow. I haven't, I feel like I've not given anything north of a five in a long time. We haven't dipped south of five <laughs> for a really long time. I think I said north and you said south. Well, yeah, right? I don't know. Because it's an objective concept. No, no, no. Have Wait, no, directions. it's not. Because north of five would be higher. Well, it depends if you put the highest number at the top or the bottom. Oh, I guess so. <laughs> East of five? And you know I'm going to top it. West of five. That makes sense. Yeah, there you go. On a number line. <laughs> a three. Yeah, I give it a three. I mean, Wowee. It had, as we know, problematic elements. But the cinematography was great. It was generally spooky. I got pretty absorbed in it. Yeah. Um, the actors was good. The acting was great. And the writing was shockingly good. What? Because it was Vince. What? Um, I don't, I mean, I'm just gonna say it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I give it a three. Good job. Thank you. you. Thank you. I meant Vince. Okay. <laughs> you did nothing to contribute. That's, I gave some pretty good critique. You did, you did. You did good. I was just being a dumbo <laughs> sitting here. Hey. Hey. You got, um, what you got there for me? I got a little story for you. Come and tell us, dude, about the spooky thing that happened to you. Cause we'll never tell you that we don't believe you. Unless we get abducted, we will never leave you. We want to hear about your personal X-File. Tell me about it. Uh, okay. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about Ted Serios. This is the man that Mulder mentions that used to create, quote-unquote, thotographs. 
<laughs> you mean scrotographs. And this is a website called Thoughtography. It's www.nyler.com by Nile Root. Copyright 2002. Huh. And it starts... <gasps> There's as, no dancing gifts, though, right? No dancing gifts. Damn it. It starts as follows. I may be the only person still alive who has actually seen Ted Sirios produce his strange Im <gasps> images, known as thoughtographs. Good tagline. I was a skeptical guest when, in March 1966, I was invited to a Denver physician's home to observe a man who claimed to be able to project his thoughts onto photographic film, making them visible. Such a feat would overturn our laws of physics. This man, Ted Sirios, was creating an uproar in Denver medical circles in that his so-called psychic abilities were being promoted by a prominent psychiatrist, Jewel Eisenbud, M.D., oh. a faculty member of the University of Colorado Medical Center. Oh. Dr. Eisenbud had been unsuccessful in obtaining formal support of his local scientific community after a few inconclusive demonstrations by Sirios. Seven guests assembled the evening I was involved, a typical number for a group to witness a demonstration. Each guest was asked to bring at least five rolls of 3,000-speed Polaroid film. Dozens of exposures were made in the two cameras brought by Dr. Eisenbud. Sirius would hold back what he called a gizmo, a black paper tube about one inch in a diameter and one and a half inches long, to the camera lens. He would scream obscenities, contort his what? face, and sometimes yell, Now! The signal for whoever was holding the camera to trip the shutter. He became quite drunk and obnoxious. Ah! He was chastised often by Dr. Eisenbud, but the doctor still continued to supply beard Sirios. Wait. The frenzy what? continued. The evening wore on. Still no photographs emerged from the multitude of developed images. Then, amazingly, after five long hours, three <gasps> strange images arrived. After the one minute to process each explosion. Hold on. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay. This guy's been drinking beer for five hours. Yes. And yelling. And yelling. All together, oh with the two cameras, he produced six blurry images unrelated to the room's environment. I was puzzled. He often displayed the gizmo, so we could see it was empty. But in his drunken condition, he finally slipped up. Sirios became careless. As he was waving his arms and yelling, I saw a shiny object reflect from inside the paper gizmo that he always held to the camera lens. Uh... Fortunately, I kept my mouth shut when I saw the foreign object in, a, in the gizmo. I found out a week or so later that trying to debunk a hoax can make the debunker more the culprit than the perpetrator of the hoax. Oh, very interesting. Yeah. I found a picture of him screaming oh, wow. at the photographer. That sounds cool, hey? That's yeah. Cool. So we'll post all this stuff uh, on our Facebook page we'll so you guys can see it. Yeah, we'll post the eyewitness account because eyewitness accounts are important. We'll post the photos. They're pretty cool. They are cool. Yeah. Thank you for that personal X-File. You're welcome. It's time for predictions, Allison. Yeah, sweet. Anything could happen based on a name. Anything could happen when you're playing the prediction game. Tell me, Allison, what's it gonna be? A way to dredge up all of your childhood anxiety. Next episode, season four, episode five, uh huh, is The Field Where I Died. Oh, that's ominous. So I definitely think it's gonna be a ghost episode. Because I don't think that's a metaphor. No, I don't. <laughs> I think it's going to be very literal. Oh, good. Remember, we're doing uh, low bar expectations. We for sure these, are. For these predictions. We sure are. Um, so, the field where I died, I think I think it's going to be a ghost child. <gasps> and I think it's going to play on Skelly's maternal instincts. Uh, uh, oh. I think Skelly's going to be haunted by a child ghost that's, like, trying to get her to solve its murder. She's going to be a ghost mom? Yeah. And Aww. then she's, and Mulder's gonna have to, like, help her interpret what the ghost is trying to say because she doesn't believe in it. 
Oh, I like that so much. But it's like sending her messages. And then Mulder is going to be like, I could be your ghost dad. And then the ghost is like, fuck off. <laughs> Get bent. Stepdad. Step ghost dad. Get fuck clean off. <laughs> I like it. Cool. I'm going to give you a half point for ghost child. Nice. I'm going to give you a half point for the victim solving their own murder. Okay, cool. That's good? Yeah, that sounds great. I love it. Or like convincing yes. Skelly to... Or Mulder to solve their murder. Whatever. Whatever. I mean, hey, Allison, uh-huh. the points don't really matter. Well, they do at the end when someone gets a treat. Oh, yeah. Is that what we're doing again this time? You know it. Whoever gets the most points gets a treat. And we are whores for treats, let me tell you. Oh, are we ever. You can see all our treats at our um, Instagram Instagram page. It's just double X files, double spelt out. Uh, same uh, with our Twitter and our Facebook, just Double X Files, and we're also on Tumblr at Fuck Yeah Double X Files. You, if you have a hometown X file or you just want to chat, send us something. We'll probably read it on air. You can email us at Double X Files Podcast at Gmail Yeah, hit us up. We always like to chat with you guys, and we always want to hear what you have to say. Yes. Uh, if you really like what you hear, please hit that subscribe button. That helps us out. You can leave a review. That also helps us out. That actually helps us out. Yeah, really hugely. And, um, you know what else helps us out? If you just tell a friend. Tell a friend you heard us and you liked us and that they might want to give it a shot. Go into their house at night. Mm. Lean very close Mm. and whisper into their ear. Double X Files. Uh... (laughs) <laughs> yeah do it see what happens hey, not our it. fault not our fault I'm not at fault here you know what actually they couldn't get us for that because it'd be double indemnity <laughs> yeah that's right we've already been convicted of that suckers <laughs> call us double Tommy Lee Jones because this is double jeopardy <laughs> okay I think that's it yeah, right. that's everything. Um, thanks for listening, guys. It's been a swell time. We love you. We love you very much. Until next time, the, the truth, truth is out there. there.